for those of our listeners who ride BART or are familiar with BART's Bay Area Rapid Transit System, uh, we got a number of texts, and it's getting national attention. Three possible murders in five days. It becomes a national story. Uh, Road BART for years, says this texter. I reported problems. I report problems to the BART police on a weekly basis. Naked, violent, transients screaming at us. All forms of public self-gratification. People using the station as a bathroom. Needles everywhere. People shooting up. Filth. Aggressive people on the train screaming for people to give them money. On and on. I'll bet any amount of money, if you dig deep enough, you'll find an unwritten rule that says you do not report crime, and we can thank our politicians for that. I don't know, but there is some motivation for keeping it quiet. Um, allowing vagrants to loiter in the BART stations is definitely the fault of BART. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just society deciding at the highest levels, whatever level, city council, wherever, that, no, no, you can't boot these people out of here. Right. Um, and it might even be a free speech issue. I'm not sure. Uh, we got this one, Bart. Wrote it for the first time last year to Comic-Con San Francisco with my 10-year-old daughter. Station in San Francisco was full of uh, urban campers. Um, one guy attacked a moving train with a safety cone while we were there. A couple of guys ro- a couple of guy rose back, hit himself in the head the entire trip back, according to my brother, who kept an eye on him while I kept an eye on my daughter. That is the uh, end of it for my daughter. Turned her off San Francisco completely. Yeah, wow. Wow. So, a number of directions we could go with this, including just wrapping it up, but I do want to point this out. This parolee, who was released from state prison a few months ago, he's got a long history of various offenses, including violent offenses and drug offenses, and the system just kept turning him loose until finally he killed a beautiful young woman and stabbed her older sister in the neck, changing her life forever. Authorities believe it is a random attack. Nonetheless, there are various activist types who are trying to turn it into a racial thing because the violent, angry lunatic is white and the victims this time were black. You got politicians trying to make a big deal of it. Um, Where's the one quote that that Oakland's insufferable mayor, Libby Schaff. Make it a racial thing. How that he was he was white and they're black. And so he attacked them because they were yes, black. Yes, it's clear. Well, I'll read the quote. While investigators have no evidence to suggest Cowell's attack was racially motivated and have stated otherwise, uh, Libby Schaff said, quote, The fact that his victims were both young African-American women stirs deep pain and palpable fear in all of us who acknowledge the reality that our country still suffers from a tragic and deeply racist history. I recognize that Sunday's tragic events came on the heels of news that white supremacists were attempting to gather at a downtown bar this evening, etc., etc. Who ordered a word salad? You are so full of crap. For the umpteenth time, fake, stupid allegations of racism blind people to when real racism occurs. Secondly, the problem is not that this guy is a racist. He's a dangerous, angry, drug-addicted lunatic who hurts people over and over again and finally murders beautiful young women because of your soft-headed type policies, Libby Schaff. The problem is we've got dangerous lunatics going around because we don't have the, the guts or balls to be adults and say, listen, you're a dangerous person. We're not letting you out. Or we don't have the prison space. I'd like to know how it went at that parole hearing to turn this guy loose. 
Judge gave him credit for, for hundreds of days of time served while awaiting sentence. Were all these crimes in the Bay Area, or are they around? Cause they're they're like, all in the greater Bay Area slash Northern California, as far as I can tell, unless I missed one. Because I was told by someone in the system of how this works that the particular guy that assaulted our family, he, uh, he'd get you know sent from state to state or county to county, because that, that's often what you do. This is a violent, dangerous guy. You know that. You don't want him in your county. But you don't have any room for him, or you don't have the time to deal with him in your own county system. See, so you find a way to get him sent to another county, right, or state. That's a pretty common thing. Yeah, he had a phrase for it. Remember, I told you the phrase. I don't remember what it was, but I can't um, remember. It uh, it's 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 a common thing. Yeah, I think this guy uh, pretty much restricted his uh, hurting innocent people to uh, Northern California. It, yeah. it is amazing how many crimes, including violent crimes, you can commit in the United States of America moving around and stay out and about and do it. It is shocking. Well, and keep in mind, you know, if Sean gets in my face, we've both been drinking, I swing on him, I get a lucky punch, I break his nose, and that's a... Damn right it was a lucky punch. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. If that's what you want to think. Want like a sucker punch. <laughs> Quick as a cat. If you are looking, old, that's your fault. He gave you the old, look at that over there. Boy, she's hot. As soon as you turn your head. Pow! Anyway. Uncool. You know, a couple of dudes squaring off in a bar thinking they're tough guys. That's a violent crime. We're, but we're not talking about no. that. Yeah. This guy seeks out victims and hurts them badly. No. The and guy, it's happened again and again. The dad in Southern California eating dinner with his wife and kids. They got, did he get stabbed to death in front yes. of his family? Yes. The guy that walked up to us at a restaurant and was threatening to rape and kill me and my family. I mean, yeah. that That's not, you were engaged in any way. Right. So the idea that somebody commits that sort of crime and just won't or can't get off drugs and we just keep turning them loose. and, and Whatever their problem is, they can't be out and about. So we got to come up with a solution to that. Why doesn't somebody have the guts to say we need to build five more giant prisons? And if you want to have a talk about who's in prison, who's not, there ain't nobody in there for low-level drug offenses. None. As a number, none. That's a myth. The jails are bursting with really bad, scary people. Now, if you want, like, somebody who did a million-dollar drug deal turned loose, let's have a, a discussion about that. That's what politics is. That's uh, us getting together to decide our priorities. not going to open up a lot of cells. No, it's not. You ask any judge, any prosecutor, any cop on the street, how many cells do you have for all the bad guys we convict? I mean, bad guys. It's a tiny percentage. The rest we have to turn loose. It's really sickening. And and yet the politics of the day just refuses to, to recognize that reality and talk about it in a frank way. Well, there's two parts to that, I think. One of it is the weird utopian, I see this billboard all over the place, build schools, not jails. Who, who's paying for those? Um, School Builders Association of America? You know how many jails we need? Enough to house all the bad people. Period. It's that simple. It's simple math. Right. How many bad people do you have? Eight million. Well, then we need enough jail cells to hold eight million people. Period. Or we've got to um, redefine what makes bad people, which was the uh, in unspeakably mouth-breathing, pasting-eating idiot utopian idea of Jerry Brown and company that had those two uh, resolutions passed, or, or what do you call it? I can never remember the name of the 
proposition. They had the two propositions passed that decriminalized crime, which has caused an explosion in those former crimes. That was just an idiotic notion and a way to relieve prison crowding. The problem with prison crowding isn't that we have too many felons, it's that we have too few prisons. The other part of it from the utopian build, build schools, not prisons thing, where you just like to pretend that the human beings aren't bad, is the you can't afford it. And the reason you can't afford it is because we come up with a system where being a prison guard is like winning the lottery and it costs $45,000 a year to house a prisoner in California. Plus your bullet trains. Two or three times more than it does in other states for no good reason. So that makes it impossible to afford more jails. Yeah, yeah. It's all an evil stew of on-the-take politicians and and clueless utopian voters. So It's frustrating, though. Yeah, it is. It is, and I haven't had the uh, the the victim experience that you've had recently. Well, well, just the, the the awfulness of that one incident aside. When I started looking into this guy's background and googling him and stuff like that, and finding out that he had done much worse things to people throughout his entire adult life, yeah, and he's still out just walking around, yeah. Why do you do that in society? You know, I would suggest if you are a bad person, you've been holding back out of the thought that you'll end up in jail for an extended period. I'm not sure I'd worry about that if I were you. It's kind of like winning the anti-lottery to actually get a long stint in service. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. You know, and and uh, it's been a long time since we've had one of these conversations. I, I know a couple of DAs barely. Um, I ought to talk to him about the number of people and the sort of people who do terrible things that even our most uh, liberal of listeners, our most progressive, soft-hearted and headed listeners w- would say, oh, my God, that's scary. They need to be in prison. How many of those people get turned loose every day because we don't have enough cells? And I say to my progressive friends, I think you would be shocked. Yeah, well, according to my recent experience, it's a lot of people. Uh, did you say soft-hearted and then say out of the side of your mouth? Like maybe people wouldn't hear it soft-headed? Nope. You said soft-hearted and then you said soft-headed. Who did? I did Like out of the side of your mouth. I don't think so. I don't recall saying that. I don't know if that was a ruse of some sort. I didn't know. Again, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Next, something completely different. Oh, yeah. Maybe right. the dumbest pseudoscience pile of dung ever perpetrated by the USA Today. And that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> Tying global warming to suicide? That is correct. Um, speaking of science, the vindication of cheese butter and full-fat milk, which I'm happy to hear. Oh, yeah! Because I've always been a fan, and I still am. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Mama told me, son, always. Thanks to Trump's trade policies, the U.S. now has a giant stockpile of meat. (laughs) Uh, On the bright side, giant stockpile of meat is also a great nickname for Tinder. That was the least T-word joke from the comedians that I can find. Which says something right there. It's hashtag Trump Free Tuesday. Hashtag TFT. It's really catching on. And um, 
so I got TV TVs on all over the place. That doesn't do me good because everything that was on prior to Let's Make a Deal, Let's Make a Deal doesn't seem to have anything about Trump. <laughs> yes. But, um, but every other cable news channel or, you know, Today Show or whatever, practically every story is related to the Tangerine, tangerine Tornado somehow. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, all the late Former night comics. Former host of The Apprentice. All the late night comic jokes are all related to that. It's just, it's, it's weird. We've got a psychosis. As a as a country, I think supporters and detractors. I would say it is a, a, an easy and and such well baited hook. You know, I bass fish now and again with Craig the Obamacare lawyer. Sometimes you hit on some lure that's just working like crazy. The fish can't bite it enough. And uh, you know who is that for the cable news and the papers and everything? And it's easy to get sucked into. It's also easy to to step out of and realize. We're fine. Yeah. If something significant happens, we can talk about it later, tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, it's it's unlikely that something would happen so big that we can't discuss it tomorrow. Or it won't just be another minor, beyond minor, insignificant wrinkle in a story we've discussed 8,000 times. Uh-huh. Which there's a lot of that. Um, I watch the news. Good for you, young man. You're not buying the global warming is going to lead to suicides, science? It is. Well, I tell you, I, I first became aware of this article when frequent correspondent and longtime listener C. Busy brought it to our attention with the following subject line in the email. Stupidest article ever. Could be the worst example of confusing causation and correlation ever in history. Sheesh, what poor science. Really? Yeah, they do mention that... Um The study found that climate change could lead to 44,000 additional suicides by 2050. Exactly. And what they've done is track the temperatures over the last 50 years and suicide rates. And they've both risen. So one caused the other. I suggest to you, USA Today, that it's people killing themselves that has caused global warming. (laughs) What is that great website? There's a... uh, Causation versus... Mm. There's a website, though, that has all the statistics and it pairs statistics together that are true, but they're not causation. Right, I can't remember. Yeah, I love that. And there's a lot of hilarious examples. Yeah. Of course, the best, you know, non-causation one, I I think you always use this, 100% of people who eat pickles die. Correct. 100% fatality rate among people who eat pickles. (laughs) There's a lot of those. Oh, speaking of websites, and thanks for the reminder, and we'll just touch on this briefly because it makes me so damn mad, is uh, uh, beloved Armstrong and Getty listener frustrated with the fact that uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit wasn't disclosing all the crimes, uh, started his own website, BartCrimes.com, is that it? It's .com? Yeah, BartCrimes.com, if you want to know you know, where the ugly is and how often it's happening. Uh, plenty of it and all over is the answer, or almost all over. You've determined that's bunk? Yes, I have. And how? By comparing historical temperature and suicide data going back decades, researchers found a strong correlation between warm weather and increased suicide. According to new research published in Nature Climate Change, a peer-reviewed British journal, I would also suggest during that 50 years, you would find a correlation between suicide rates and height among Americans. So being taller is causing people to commit suicide. Or weight. 
or the number of people with college educations, or the square footage of the average American house, or the number of motor cars. The amount of time we spend on smartphones. Right. Well, that one, I think, might be a factor. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that one they found actual causation, not correlation. Now I I've got this that way more people are cutting cords getting away from t- the cable thing, you know, the cord cutting thing. Mm-hmm. You could tie that in. Yeah. Cord cutting is uh, leading to suicide. Now, I will confess that this makes a little bit of sense, having talked to many, many coppers through our professional lives. Researchers have known for centuries. What What researchers in what centuries? But anyway... I'll tell you this. Cops have known for a long damn time that violence tends to peak when it's hot. I remember um, reading about this and being told this by policemen. Uh, um, You have more violent crimes when it gets a certain temperature, but once it gets much hotter than that, it goes down again. Then we get lethargic. Right. So So, there's a sweet spot. So I'm for more global warming. We've got to get through this violent period. Exactly. And then get so hot that we all just lay around. Right. So that's why I've taken the muffler off my car. And a variety of other things. According to the study (laughs) co-author... Walks around with aerosol cans. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The study co-author from the University of California at Berkeley, I've never heard of it, says, quote, now we see that I'm, I'm tempted to use my super progressive voice. I'm tempted. Now we see that in addition to hurting others, some individuals hurt themselves. It appears that heat profoundly affects the human mind and how we decide to inflict harm. I think maybe... It's, uh, it's the square footage of the American home is causing suicides. People get to one end of the house. They realize the person they want to talk to is at the other end. They got a big house, and I they could, kill themselves. I could make up some. Happens all the time. I could make up some crap. Human beings are accustomed to being in smaller rooms. Uh, this unconfining open space that we now live in is causing our minds to blah, blah, blah. Exactly, Jack. From the cave to the womb. Human beings are meant to be encased in closer quarters than <laughs> right. the current American It makes us home. feel safe. Right, in exactly. In these bigger homes, we feel unsafe. And that's why, as square footage has gone up for American homes, so has the number of suicides. There you go. Lead author Marshall Burke of Stanford University, which I believe is some sort of community college. The increase in the number of craft beers that people drink is leading to suicides. (laughs) We felt comfortable and safe with Budweiser and Coors. Now all the different brands confuse us. Plus, there's some belief among scientists that hops drive people to despair. The thousands of additional suicides that are likely to occur as the result of unmitigated climate change are not just a number. They represent tragic losses for families across the country, said lead author Marshall Burke of Stanford University, who's either unfamiliar with science or this article is so badly written he has been ill-served, which is at least possible. But other than the whole, yeah, it gets hot and people get crazy thing, I don't see any indication that... They've eliminated just simple correlation. Yeah, our jokes and flippant attitude is not about the suicide. It's about Certainly the, not. It's about statistics. So you've got the dislocated society where we have no personal interaction anymore. Our institutions are crumbling around us. The American family is crumbling. People have gone away from church. But the reason they're offering themselves is it's half a degree warmer? Yes. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got administration planning to give U.S. farmers billions. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, front page USA Today. Global warming may cause 44,000 more suicides. 
because as the earth has gotten hotter, suicides have gone up. On the so, fourth page of the article, they mention mental health experts caution other factors should be considered when studying suicide rates. So I went to the uh, Spurious Correlations website, which is freaking oh, hilarious. Oh, I'll great. just hit you with one, and then I got a bunch of others coming up because they're so okay. funny. Okay. Number of people... And what's amazing about this is this is not only just up or down. This is ups and downs over a period of years, and he finds graphs that match up exactly. Nice. This has gone up and down over the over many years, going back to the 90s, almost exactly together. Number of people who drowned by following into a pool and films Nicolas Cage has appeared in. <laughs> Those graphs track almost exactly the same. Wow. Fewer Nicolas Cage movies, wow. fewer drownings. Save a life. Ignore a Nick Cage movie. You're going to tell me that's a coincidence? <laughs> Certainly not. Look at the graphs. <laughs> I've got many more. Uh-oh. Stay tuned. Uh, right now, news with Marcia Phillips. Well, it's just coming in. A Kremlin aide has told reporters Moscow has now received an official invitation for a second summit between President Putin and the American president. One suggestion is the two could meet as early as November. Meanwhile, House Speaker... I will express no uh, opinion as to the uh, wisdom. Or likely outcome of that meeting, no, my as it opinion. is a hashtag yeah. Trump Free Tuesday and, TFT. And my personal opinion on a Trump Free Tuesday, that's the exact sort of story. Be perfectly fine to talk about tomorrow, mm-hmm. next week, or whenever. It is not impactful. It's just people are obsessed with talking about this It's guy. fodder to scream at each other. Yeah, about him. Right. Meanwhile, the current administration is preparing a plan to provide billions of dollars in emergency aid to farmers who've been hurt by tariffs. That's according to a couple people who've been briefed on the plan who spoke on condition of anonymity ahead of a formal announcement by the Agriculture Department later today. That story is fully permissible. It is clearly about policy and the impact on real Americans of various policies. The plan aims to provide temporary relief to farmers who faced retaliation from U.S. trade partners during our escalating trade dispute with China. Meanwhile, while delivering remarks at a conservative high school leadership summit going on in D.C., the Attorney General Jeff Sessions was interrupted by students chanting, Lock her up. Go get him. Rather than molding. <laughs> uh, uh, How dare you. Lock her up. <laughs> no more chanting. No more chanting. The Attorney General was in the middle of telling the students to stand by their conservative beliefs in college when the chant began. Can we just ban live audiences from everything? Yeah. It doesn't help. Well, remember, our feeling is that about a debate. It doesn't help at all. Nope. In fact, it absolutely makes it worse. Bad idea. WalletHub.com's have come out with a new list of the best and worst big cities to live in. They rank. I'm sure I disagree with the criteria completely, but go ahead. They rank 62 cities throughout the U.S. based on affordability economy, safety, education and health, and quality of life. I love it. The ironclad criteria there. Indeed. Only a true crank would disagree (laughs) with this survey. The top five big cities. In fifth place, none other than San Diego. Hard to argue. Great cities in America. In the the world. One of the most expensive places to live on Earth. Yeah. Mm. Oh, going to factor that in? Coming in in fourth place. Affordability is one of the things they're considering in fourth place. See, the, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to ruin this. Oh, here he goes. Uh, <laughs> quality of yeah. life. All cranks. Quality all of cranks. life could yeah. quite possibly, because this happens all the time yeah. with these sorts of things, be uh, a high score for access, access to 
recyclable plants. <laughs> that, right. that sort of thing happens all the right. time in these in these various yeah. rankings. And it's just crap. You stay classy, San Diego. <clears throat> the fourth best big city in the U.S. to live in is none other than San Francisco. In third place, you've got Austin. In second place, Virginia Beach, Virginia. And the best large city to live in these days, Seattle, Washington. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. If you can afford some of these places, you have a Freaking hell of a fantastic. lot of money. Yeah, good for you. What does that mean to anybody else? You know, I was, uh, you know, uh, quality of life. I counted up, I tried to count up all the different towns I've lived in as an adult. Um, and I've liked every single one of them but one. There was one town I was never happy in. But it was every Crapville. single one. Crapton. It's right next to Crapville. <laughs> Uh, followed, uh, you know, founded by Jim Crap back yes. then. But uh, uh-huh. you'll find your your happiness, your joy, your quality of life, your friends, your you know, the, the golf course in my case, or your quilting group or whatever. Just uh, your attitude determines how much you like where you live more than anything. Now, granted, you know, I'd love to live in a, a high rise right by the marina in San Diego. All right, but I've decided not to spend that much money on. That would be great. That would be a nice quality of life. But, yeah, I'm, I'm on the crank side now. I found that annoying. San Francisco, I was talking to a friend of mine yeah. who was thinking about moving from a notoriously expensive place to the Bay Area. And I asked, "Are is there a, a cost of living type bump for this? And he said, no, I don't think so. And I said, well, check that really, really carefully. Because it's terrifying how expensive it is. And so, yeah, okay. Marshall, you've wasted our time. Let me wrap it up, though, with a goldfish update, because I know Jack is personally Mm. concerned about all of this. My kids eat a lot of goldfish. We're talking about the snack, not the uh, pet. So far, no illnesses are being reported over possible salmonella concerns in goldfish crackers. Salmonella concerns? I mean, is, is there any salmonella? Well, apparently what they did, they checked Pepperidge Farms uh, said it discovered some of the whey powder they used to season the crackers. No, the whey powder seasoning the crackers. The average age of a kid who's eating these snack crackers does so many disgusting things per day. (laughs) No, please. The the goldfish crackers are not your main concern. Well, what about your older citizens? Perhaps the contaminated whey powder could, you know, really sit them down. Enjoying a a handful of goldfish. (laughs) In a sarsaparilla. Yes. Anyway, Pepperidge Farms volunteering uh, voluntarily recalling four varieties of the goldfish crackers. I didn't know there were four varieties. Oh, yes. What are the other ones? Delicious. I just know the orange ones with a little salt on them. What are the other ones? You got pretzel ones. You got a very what? like you got like super cheddar blast where they really powder up with some extra blast. cheese. Though. Yeah, 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 flavor yeah. blasted. Goldfish baked with whole grain extra cheddar and goldfish mixed uh, with extra cheddar and pretzel. Just eat the bag that the other ones come in if you want to taste what those ones taste like. (laughs) There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starring a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Some more spurious correlations, which really are worth thinking about whenever you hear stupid blanking statistics like this one about global warming and suicides. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Where I come from isn't all that great. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I've got seven women on my mind. But what, uh, what's being done about it then? I mean, I didn't... Uh, I did we know this was coming out? No, we did not, sir. Uh, yeah. There are just a few copies of this. But what about the... Volume report. But what about the... Uh, let me ask you this, though. What about the uh, what about Laird? What's he going to do about it? Is uh, well, I uh, now I I just start right at the top and fire some people. I mean, whoever, whatever department it came out of, I'd fire the top guy. That's this day in history. Nixon finding out about the Pentagon Papers coming out, which uh, laid bare the fact that the whole Vietnam War thing was a bit on a built on a false premise. Yes, and rebuilt over and over again on further false premises. Speaking of Richard Nixon. So the Supreme Court ruled nine nothing. I believe it was eight nothing. Actually, one of them was uh, out of town. He's busy. Uh, eight nothing. That Nixon had to turn over the tapes once the world found out. Yes, and that is the date of the this day in history. Was that the Supreme Court ruling? Ah, was this. oh, gotcha. So, um, which ties into Kavanaugh, the new Supreme Court justice wannabe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was uh, this day that. Eight nothing. The Supreme Court decided, yeah, you got to turn over those uh, those tapes that you got there, and uh, and they did. Don't go erasing in eighteen minutes worth, neither. Huh? Kavanaugh apparently argued at some legal get together, and it, there's tape of it that uh, that was wrongly decided, even though it was unanimous, and that the Justice Department shouldn't have been intervening in something that was a g- g- executive branch intra. Squabble. Hmm. And uh, things- luckily, that bears no significance to today's controversies. <laughs> that was in 1999, I think he expressed that opinion. So, um, it's kind of interesting. He thinks the Supreme Court just the Supreme Court got caught up in the uh, the excitement of the times and lost their heads. All of them. I'd like to hear his argument. Eight nothing. Yeah. Well, the legislative, the legislature was saying you got to turn them over. So that's the legislative branch and the executive branch. I don't know. Anyway, so that's bothering some people since he may have to make some decisions on whether or not the current president would have to turn this over or that over. I refuse to comment. <clears throat> gotcha. It's a hashtag TFT. So according to USA Today, uh, global warming could lead to 44,000 more suicides. Ah, yes. Climate change's rising temperatures linked to increase in suicides is the ridiculous headline. Because the suicide rate is way up. Temperature is up. Yep. Slightly. It's proof. And then that's proof, which is pretty weak. So there's this spurious correlation website that is hilarious, and they've got all kinds of examples. And it's actually very helpful, so you don't get fall for these traps. Um, And he finds graphs that match up perfectly, ups and downs. And if there's so many graphs out there, you can find two that match up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they correlate. Suicides well, they do correlate, but there's no I causation mean, the co- to, the, yeah, to be they, cor- yeah. they correlate almost exactly. Yeah. They're not caused by one another. Suicides by crashing of motor vehicle. You commit suicide by crashing your vehicle into something. Tracks almost perfectly with Japanese passenger car sales. <laughs> you gonna tell I tell me- you what, I see Hondas all over the place. I want to just run into a bridge abutment. I see a nice, nice Ford truck. It calms me. 
Drivers killed in collisions with railway trains coincides perfectly up and down over many years <clears throat> with U.S. crude oil imports from Norway. <laughs> huh? I'm looking at you, Norway. Oh, that Norwegian crude, it just... People who drowned... I smell it, I think. People... Where's a train? <laughs> People who drowned after falling out of a fishing boat, it was pretty high in 1999, dropped through the early 2000s, went back up again in 2003, exactly along with the marriage rate in Kentucky. <laughs> you think they're, they're not linked somehow? Please, you're an idiot. You don't understand science. <laughs> Some of these are so hilarious. Yeah. Civil engineering doctorates awarded tracks perfectly with the per capita consumption of mozzarella cheese. Well, that one makes sense. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. But it is. It is. It's, it's really so instructive. Great. you got to show that to every high school kid in America. Yeah, you do. Because um, there's a lot of decisions that are made based on these two things tracked together. Sure. Crime rates and this and that. Or Showing whatever. a clear relationship. Well, no. you see it in the stock market all the time. People are trying to come oh, yeah. up with various formulae that oh, will yeah. indicate what's about to happen in the future. and mm-hmm. then. Turned out to be wrong over and over again, and you have no savings. The number of people killed by venomous spiders peaked the same year as the letters in the the number of letters in the winning word of the National Spelling Bee, and has gone ups and down through the years at the same time. The low <laughs> was in 2006 for both the number of letters in the winning word and the number of people killed by venomous spiders. Well, that's it's what I call proof. That they're not related somehow. That is what I call proof. Yeah, look for that. Look for that in reporting. What happens the, all the time? What's the name of that website? Um, we'll have a link to the extent that you can find the damn thing. His name is Tyler Vigen, so it's his name, TylerVigen.com, V-I-G-E-N. Okay. They're hilarious and instructive, which is what we're looking for. And now it's time for final thoughts with those two hotties, Armstrong and Getty, and the other guys, too. Oh, mean-spirited there at the end. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show. Michelangelo, your final thought for us? Hey, now you stop and think about your dignity. This was Joe Getty quoting Bob Seger this morning in the 7 a.m. hour. I am proud as a producer of a talk show that is not afraid to take life advice from Bob Seger. (laughs) Bob Seger, thoroughly fine fellow. Uh, positive, Sean, your final thought? Yeah, there's a North Carolina farm that needs uh, people to help cuddle with their baby goats. As the farm continues to grow, there's an ever-increasing need for more people to spend time interacting with and cuddling the farm's baby goats. Now, I don't want to go to North Carolina, but Jack, if you ever need some goat cuddling, you give me a call. Yeah, we have lots of college kids that come out and do that for us. Then you have really, really tame, nice goats that kids want to adopt. Oh, yeah, but you have to spend a lot of time with them, and it takes a lot of people. Wow. Marshall Phillips, your final thought, uh, goat-related or not? All I can say is next time we have any kind of a Trump-free day, I demand 24 hours notice so I can stockpile news stories or just call in sick. Yeah, oh. it's kind of got to be difficult just because the media is so obsessed with it. Yes. Well, you did fine. Don't be a whiner, Marshall. Jack, do you have a final thought? And my final spurious correlation. Murders by steam, hot vapors, and hot objects. Jeez. Which is a hell of a way to commit a murder. (laughs) The number of them per year goes up and down, tracks perfectly with the age of Miss America. (laughs) No way that's not related. (laughs) Wow. Murders by steam. Wow, I see a 24-year-old wearing the crown. I just can't wait to blast somebody with hot steam. (laughs) Barbaric. Oh, boy. Speaking of crime... 
Some fine day, we the people will sit down and consider the four or five factors on crime punishment and prisons and what's needed like adults. But I don't see that day coming anytime soon. The lack of sane conversation about politics in America is, is highly discouraging to me. I'm sorry, that's a serious and, 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 and sobering note to end the show on after you've been so funny. Mm-hmm. I apologize. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to burn myself with hot oil. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Drop us a line. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye bye. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.